Good morning, church. It's such an honor and privilege. Thank you, elders, for giving us the opportunity this morning. I've got my timer, so <laughs> just to honor their time. And um, first off, if, we can, if you've got your Bibles, um, please turn to the book of Philippians, chapter 3. And while you're turning to Philippians, I just felt led this morning to share about kingdom culture. So this morning, um, the words that's come through, it's been confirmation. Um, so thank you, Lord. Now, I'm not an expert in kingdom culture. I just want to be straight up about that. I am learning. We're all on a learning journey. It's... and. Um, you know, there's always room to learn. So Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. This is Paul speaking to, or he wrote a letters to the church in Philippi, the city of Philippi. Now Paul, as we know, he was Saul. He was somebody that was condemning the Christians. He was harsh at persecution against the church. And then he encountered Jesus, and Jesus changed him. Jesus transformed him. Now, Saul was a very religious person. He was what he called himself in um, earlier verses in Philippians 3. He was a Jew, a, a Hebrew of Jews. He was somebody that was well-educated. He was somebody that... He knew scripture, he had status, but yet we're going to read here, Philippians 3 verse 8, it says, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. And I just want to pause on that, infinite value of knowing Christ. There is always, always room to grow in Christ, to know him. So kingdom culture, that's something that God has been highlighting for a while to me. The Bible talks about two kingdoms, the kingdom of God. We've been singing about the kingdom of heaven. Um, and there's another kingdom that the Bible touches on, which is the kingdom of darkness. Every kingdom has a ruler. Both kingdoms have a level of authority and cultures within them. Jesus taught about the kingdom of God. There are over 150 references in the Gospels about the kingdom of God. Jesus taught about it. He displayed it to those around him. So it must be of importance if he taught about it, right? We all agree? Yeah. So to me, what I've seen in the word, kingdom culture is the patterns and ways as influenced and taught by God. Jesus is at the center and there is a culture of honor, which is evident. It's the opposite of what we see in this world. And Russ touched on it this morning. It's the opposite. With <laughs> the world we live in is a fallen world. God created a perfect world, then sin entered it. You don't have to be a person of faith to know that the world is pretty jacked up. It's got a problem. It's got a sin problem. 
and we've got a solution. His name is Jesus Christ. There is only one solution to the sin problem. He conquered sin. He has that authority. And as his followers, we need to submit to him, to our king. Under kingdom culture, under God's rulership, sin has no power. So let's ask ourselves, what areas of our lives do we need to continue to submit to him? Because it's not a one-day action. It's an ongoing submission, laying things down at the feet of Jesus. What Jesus did on the cross for us gives us hope of knowing that those who follow him can have victory because he is victorious. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, it says, But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ, not something that we can attain in our strength, not something that we can attain as a result of our personality. We've got it through our Lord Jesus Christ. Irrespective of what or where you come from, Jesus Christ can bring transformation. Saul is a great example of that. He came from a place where he was the total opposite. He was, he was harsh. He was very harsh, and yet God softened his heart. He gave him new eyes. He gave him new vision. And he gave him a calling. It's not self-help books or striving. It is submission to him. See, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. John 17, 16 touches on that. We may have to live with the things of this world, but we don't have to be influenced by them. There are three things I want to cover this morning with kingdom culture. Identity, posture, and resilience. I'm sure there's a lot more, but those are the three things that I felt God wanted me to touch on this morning. See, we can be in the kingdom of God for years and years and still not, familiar, not be familiar with kingdom culture or find areas of our lives which have not yet been submitted to him. It's never too late, though. It's part of ongoing growth. We're not there yet. None of us are there yet. One of my first life exposures to an aspect of the culture of the kingdom was many, many years ago when I was in Adelaide. I was, part, I, I was attending a church. I was new. I was attending a church called Coastlands. And one of the guys in our circle of friends he came up to me and he said, you know what, I felt that when we chatted the other day as a group, I was cracking some jokes, I was being really sarcastic, I don't think I represented a Christian well, and I'm sorry, I want your forgiveness. And I was just gobsmacked because I had never seen that before. I had never seen a culture of honor before. To me, it was just absolutely new. I was blown away by the humility to call, them, to call out things in their lives and actually ask for other people's forgiveness. Um, it was really genuine and it, wanted me, it, it led me to want to know more about God. See, our relationship with Christ 
It impacts us and then it impacts those around us. Who he is in us is who he will be through us. So there is no relationship that is of greater value than our relationship with Jesus Christ. And Paul, in that verse in Philippians, he demonstrated that, he spoke about that. There is infinite value in knowing Jesus. So first off, identity. Our identity is God-given. This world, as jacked up as it is, will tell you, will try and tell you who you are. It will try and tell, it will try and put things on you. But Genesis, uh, in verse, in chapter 1, verse 27, as an example, he says, he created them male and female. God gives identity. So Jesus is a great example. He knew who he was. He knew what his purpose was. When he was ministering, when we read through scripture, we can see that not everybody was for Jesus. There were the religious people at the time who came against him and that they will actually call some some of the time, they called him demon-possessed. But he allowed, he didn't allow that to overcome his ministry. He kept focus. He knew what he needed to do because he knew who he was. See, God, he calls us. He names us just like he did with Paul. He saw him as Saul, but he called him Paul. He called him to a greater level of purpose, just like he did with Peter. In Matthew 16, verse 18, he renamed him. He called him Peter. If we don't know who we are in Christ, this world will try and tell you who you are. Our identity needs to be solidified in who he says we are. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So why wouldn't we listen to him? Get to know scripture. Get to know what he says about you. Get to know his promises for your life. He can be trusted. We can go through trials. I'm not saying it's an easy thing. We can go through tests and trials. We can go through stuff that is going to challenge us. But yet our value doesn't change. This is something I felt that God wanted to demonstrate this morning. What do we see here? <laughs> yes, it's money. Uh, and what is its value? $50, yes. $50. Is it $50 because we say it's $50? Or it's a governing body that says it is $50? Yeah? Governing body, that's right. So we can take this $50 and scrunch it up. We can stomp on it. We can try and tear it apart. What is its value now? Doesn't change. Regardless of what it goes through, it doesn't change. I felt that some people here have gone through things and God is reminding you that you are who he says that you are. Your value doesn't change because it is God-given. Stand firm on what he says about you. Kingdom culture. The other thing that I felt that God wanted to touch on was a posture. 
posture of honour. See, Jesus honoured those around him. People who walk in kingdom culture have this particular posture. They are careful to not judge others because they know they'll be judged by the same measure as Matthew 7 uh, verse 2 says, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. They are quick to respond to conviction, and their trust is in the king of kings, the one in charge, no matter how difficult situations may be. They have an eternal perspective, meaning they don't live for the now. See, Jesus didn't allow the things that he was going through at the time to influence. He knew what his mission was. He kept going. He kept going regardless. Romans 12.2 talks about a renewed mind. It changes the way that we think. God changes and influences the way that we think. The mindset that we have through scripture, we can have a renewed mind. Don't let the world influence your thinking. There is a negative narrative out there. We need to be influenced by him. The third thing that I felt that God wanted to touch on was resilience. See, Jesus was obedient to the cross. Now, that is pretty resilient. I don't know any, anyone else that could have gone through what he went through. There is no one else. He's our king. He's our Lord. Being a Christian, unfortunately, is not always a reflection of being a follower of Christ. It should be, but these days it appears it's not always. A follower of Christ takes up his cross. Matthew 16, 24 says, Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. There's going to be challenges. The Christian walk is not necessarily an easy walk. But like it was mentioned this morning, he is our strength. He is the one that holds us up. What we need to do is surrender. What we need to do is say, God, I can't do this. You need to carry me through this. You need to help me in this area. You need to be my guidance. You need to give me that encouragement that I need to get through this. And he is faithful. He does. A follower of Christ knows that they have been bought at a high price. He died for us. What did we do to deserve that? See, life is not their own. We belong to him. The mindset helps us to stand firm against the storms of life because they do come. There are challenges. Being resilient is not being self-dependent. It's being dependent on, on him. John 15 talks about the vine and the branch being knitted into him, counting on him. Let him be the source in your life. Now, Dudley Daniel, 
who led Coastlands Church many years ago, and he um, led the NCMI team. He's done a three-part series on kingdom culture. Um, and I've not done a very good job this morning, perhaps. So I encourage you to listen to that on the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, and just get to know scripture, get to know more of him, get to know who Jesus is, and let him be that influence in your life that we need. Because no matter what we go through, value, your value doesn't change. He died for you. Okay. Thank you, Louis.